Happy New Year and welcome to Drink Beer, Think Beer, the podcast that gets to the bottom of every pint. I'm John Hall. Let's ease into this new year with a panel discussion with some of my other All About Beer podcast hosts and colleagues. We'll discuss thoughts and trends for 2024 while having some fun reminiscing on 2023 along the way. First, please go visit allaboutbeer.com. There, you can find original articles, reviews, news, insights, and podcasts. Listen to shows like Brew to Brewer and the All About Beer podcast simply by searching All About Beer wherever you listen to shows. This show and all of the work we do, it's supported by you. Please visit patreon.com slash allaboutbeer. A few bucks goes a long way to help keep the content fresh and to fund writers, photographers, creators, and editors. And if you'd like to learn more about advertising on the show, you can email info at allaboutbeer.com. Speaking of that, this episode is brought to you by the Best of Craft Beer Awards. Attention brewers, registration is now open for the 2024 Best of Craft Beer Awards. Now in its 10th year, this is a BJCP sanctioned event judged by fellow brewers, professional judges, and industry leaders. Judged in Oregon, it's the third largest professional brewing competition in North America, and it's a chance to have your hard work evaluated and rewarded. In addition to traditional styles, new this year is the smoothie sour style category and the collaboration competition. Learn more and register your beers through January 31st, 2024 by visiting bestofcraftbeerawards.com slash register. Today on the show, I am joined by some of the voices and bylines you've come to expect from All About Beer. It's not quite our holiday office party, but it's a chance for all of us to get together for a good time to talk about what we've experienced on the job and what might be on the horizon. For this episode, I'm joined by Andy Crouch, the publisher of All About Beer, Don Tess, better known as the Don of Beer, and M. Souter, better known as Pints and Panels. Together, they co-host the bi-weekly All About Beer podcast. We're also joined by Sarah Jane Curran. She's the host of Beer Me Radio, which joined our podcast group in 2023, with episodes airing every other Friday. All four of them joined me via Zoom. Here's our conversation. All right. Well, hey, welcome everybody that I get to talk with on a regular basis, but not usually all together. And I had a list of questions that I, I wanted to, to to run through. But right before we hit record, Don says, I have a lot of opinions. So l- lay it on us. Well, on, Mr. Tess, what's up? I didn't actually have any specific opinions. I just think it's well known that I No, you can't, you can't a make a blanket opinions. statement like that and then not follow up on it. Uh, no, I, I, I think I prefer to hear my opinion is that you should ask your first question so that we can, I can answer that. <laughs> Solid start. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Andy, what's your opinion? My opinion is I probably should have turned off my phone before we started recording this, but, uh, doing that now. prison calls. I'm not particularly well known for having opinions, so I would obviously just defer to those on the panel. Um, I got you covered, Andy. Phew. I'll give you, I'll give you some of my opinions. I'm very well known for giving my opinions to other people. I'm getting sure. a sense that John maybe didn't come up with a list of questions. That's also true. Um, no, I, I I have questions, but it's uh, I I I want to know if anybody has an opinion that we can launch off from there. Then, my Sarah opinion- Jane, do you have a beer opinion? I think my opinions yeah. are that the All About Beer Network is doing doing great stuff, and I want to congratulate uh, you know John on his podcast, uh, 
you know, I the don't award know the award, podcast. Award don't know the name podcast. of it, but uh, you know, <laughs> Don Don and M have had a fantastic year as well. SJ as well. Like, I'm just very proud of uh, the product yeah. that we've been, the products that we've been putting out. And you did a couple really, of podcasts as well. I tried to do as few as I could. Um, I'm not Success. very reliable. Um, Success. Yeah, I kind of nailed it. I had a great year. I think Sarah wanted to say something. Yeah, she had an opinion. Yes. Oh, you were like, all right, just shoot an opinion out there, and I'm like, yeah. let's make. <clears throat> let's make Doppelbach hot again, you know, like, let's yes. make it. Oh, let's make it the new, Idea. you know, crispy boy, you know, I like where this is going. Let's Already. start. I just read off the rip. There's an opinion. That's, Customers that's the love, first one that came to mind. Love box. Big. Uh... And as somebody who works in a tap room and hangs out with, with customers, is there a Doppelbach market? Are there, are there people showing up saying, where's your Doppelbach? Where's uh, your no, Doppelbach? no, okay. there are not. They're not those people, um, which is a shame because there should be. Yeah. Um, the bo- There's yeah. the campaign right there. Show me your Doppelbach. Done. Well, in, in the spirit of uh, the craft brewing industry that always likes to take things to the extreme, instead of Doppelbach, somebody should try and make a triple Bach that's better than the one Sam Adams made a couple decades ago. That beer was like beautiful. The oh soy sauce God. notes the were so- amazing. Yeah, I was going to yes. say. Yes. That's all I, I've only I, had a Who really doesn't old- love Tootsie Roll soaked when I moved yeah, to Boston, sauce, yeah. when I first first visited Boston before I before I moved here, um, I was basically in Coolidge Corner in Brookline, and I walked up the street. This is pre Google Maps because I'm that old. Had no idea where I was going or where I was at, but I walked into a local liquor store, and there on display was that blue cobalt beautiful bottle of Triple Bock. Um, I bought one of those, took it back to my hotel room, <laughs> opened it up, and was like, "What the ever loving fuck is this?" And then you ordered some ramen so that you could use the soy sauce. I did have a use for it then. So, but I still, I still miss that beer. And I agree with SJ. I think that uh, Doppelbach is, is an amazing style. It is one of my, my probably two sleeper styles. It's if it's on a menu, I'm going to order it every single time. Uh, And I, I am proud of the, the good beer community in Chicago who have rallied around the closing of Metropolitan Brewing to celebrate uh, what they all consider to be the loss of the best Doppelbach in Chicago. So we'll you know send send a shout out to Metro and those folks and um, and their wonderful Doppelbach, which no longer is. Yeah, unfortunately, I love yeah. a good malty beer. Well, you're in ca- uh, Canada's breadbasket, there, Don. I mean, I imagine there's a Doppelbach on every corner. I prefer to say beer basket because we grow barley, which is not good for for bread. So it's really Canada's beer basket. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, good try, John. Now, do you have any questions? Yeah. Um, well, Andy brought up the closing of Metropolitan uh, in 2023, and the numbers, the final numbers, aren't out just yet although there's there's been some early numbers in the the mid 300s which i'm expecting uh are are gonna grow um after the end of the year but was there a brewery closing in 2023 that hit you and this is a jump ball especially hard well the soft the answer is anchor yeah i mean that that sucked real hard. Um, not that Anchor is ever like super fresh here in Connecticut. No. But it it was every Iconic. time I flew out of Sa- San Francisco, which is not a lot, but there I had to have an anchor at the, the airport. And the anchor at the airport was always just like 
that beer is so good. And that that was, yeah, that sucked. Because that's a loss of like us, not just a brewery, but a style. I mean, they are the steam beer California common. It would be like if Guinness closed or like I'm trying to think of another brewery where like that's just a, like any kind of like any yeah. Jamaican a brewery brewery. synonymous with a with a yeah, style. With one yeah. style. West Mall, West Mall, if West Mall stopped making triple. Yeah. And it's, you know, not that like Anchor is like the greatest beer in the whole wide world, but it's still just like or like Anchor. Not anymore. It's not. It's steam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that's that. That that was actually like kind of scary, to be honest. Oh, and it and it happened so fast. Like it, it's not like we there was really much news of a decline. They they said they were gonna retreat to the California market, and then like a week or maybe two weeks later, it was nah. We'll just yeah. hold up. Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, not padlocking so, yeah. the doors, emptying the tanks. Um, yeah, Don, you wrote about it quite a bit. Um, with talking with some folks that were trying to save it, and it it doesn't yeah. seem like much of that ever came together. Uh, it's it's a it's a bizarre situation. Um, for those who don't know, I used to practice law, and I used to practice law sort of in this area, um, although in Canada. So I am somewhat familiar with the process and the process that they're going through. What's happening with Anchor with the sale process is bizarre to me. I cannot believe it is taking as long as it has. These things oh, typically. Oh God! I had to sit next to Don fast. when he explained this at Metro. This is this is going to be just get in and get ready for a lengthy yes, it, explanation. It, it, it should have been super fast. The other thing is that as 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 John mentioned, I I interviewed a whole bunch of people for some stuff I wrote, and they've all ghosted me. Like I want to write an update. Like what's going on? Why is it taking so long? And nobody will talk to me. So something weird is going on. Hmm. That is weird. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, ominous. Andy, you wrote about the the more personal side of Anchor in 2023. Um, you had a an, an article that went up about their special air, ale, our special ale, as 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 Anchor calls it, um, and the loss of it. And we were talking about some of that soy sauce with triple pock and everything. And there's similar notes uh, that you had with with a aged Anchor. Um, yeah, yeah. I still have. I you know I grew up in the yeah, I don't, I don't know which which wave it was of craft beer, but essentially there were some established writers at that point. And I made the naive mistake of listening to them when they said, you should, you know, you should put beers aside. You should lay them down in your Sell closet them. or in your yeah. cellar. Uh, and so, you know, for that, I I say, screw you, Beaumont and and Michael Jackson, <laughs> though he is he is dearly departed. So I won't say it to him. But yeah, so I have now have a basement full of, of junky old beers dating back now 20 plus years because you put them there and then you forget about them. And that includes a whole host of our special ale, uh, you know, from Anchor dating back probably into the mid 90s at this point. Um, so I'm sure those are in fantastic condition. Uh, so, yeah, I did have the opportunity to open open up a fairly old. I think it was a 97 uh, after that news came out. And while I certainly think that it's, you know, it's it's a sad story. Um, it's, you know, clearly one of the, you know, the godfather or one of the great, you know, early brands in, in craft beer. Um, it's also been in decline a long time. Uh, it was not treated particularly well after, after it was sold. You have, you know, raspberry wheat beers and other things, you know, sad styles coming out of there. Yeah. They're and, hazy IPA and some of yeah, the other, And it like, just stuff that never made a, never made a ton of sense. And, and, and so for me, you know, Anchor died a long time ago. Uh, it just it just wasn't fully put out of its misery until more recently. Um, and like M said, you know, I don't know where it was distributed in nearly every state in the union, and it 
you know, the quality of that beer was probably not great because it wasn't producing that much beer. So for me, Anchor, while he's certainly a sad tale, um, is not one that I will spend too much more time thinking about. Um, and, you know, I think all the ideas that it's coming back are fairly ludicrous as well, but I'll leave those to, to Don to talk about. But for me, I, you know, I think the, the big loss for me is, is Metropolitan that I referenced earlier. Um, yeah. you know, it was a classic lager brewery in Chicago. Chicago's beer scene is while incredibly well-developed now is actually pretty young. You know, some of the old hands there are, are Metro and, you know, half acre, you know, obviously putting aside Goose Island. Um, and those breweries are only like 10, 12, 13, 14 years old. Um, and, you know, to see a place like Metro, which produced so many great brewers and, and had a, had a, a touch point there was a touch point for so many who went on to open their own spaces uh throughout the city you know doug and tracy ran a, a really great operation i i was you know very happy to be able to be back in chicago about a month ago my first stop off the plane was metro because i had a pretty good idea that this was coming uh after the bankruptcy filing uh, it didn't look like they were going to be able to get out from underneath that the lease obligations at all so i went in there to have one last hellas and was very happy to have don beside me to be able to introduce him to that place before it before before it went, um, and, then, and, and then you regretted it. But I was—I did, I did regret it because Don wanted to drink thimbles full of beer, and that is not really <laughs> Metro's Metro scene. But uh, the uh, the server was fantastic. The staff is great. The beer was fantastic. Hellas tasted wonderful. It was one of the best beers I had that whole weekend, and I attended you know the festival of barrel aged beers. Um, so I'm glad I got to go and say goodbye to it. But yeah, for me, that you know that one hits pretty hard. Sergeant, was there a brewery that? closed in 2023 that you're going to miss? Um, I mean, Anchor's team definitely a hit. Um, and I think it was just kind of a, a, it's definitely an indication of, I don't think this is the, this is the last that we're going to see. Um, you know, just as far as what I'm seeing on numbers on, on beverage trends and things like that. Um, but you know, I was, I was bummed to see, um, modern times closing some of their tap rooms. Um, that was always a fun spot for me to go to when I was in San Diego. Um, but I think there's definitely a push for breweries to be operating more as a kind of a, a, a well-rounded, you know, hospitality experience instead of just, you know, being able to show up and make decent beer because at the end of the day this is that's the new baseline right um and providing guests with a, a more thoughtful experience I'm, I'm i'm seeing you know certain places rise to the occasion but those who don't i think will you know continue to kind of fade into the background which is a which is a shame but um the reality of how the industry is shifting yeah i it, it, it's it's interesting right with a lot of these breweries that are closing because I, I keep if you're following on social media it's people announcing hey saturday is going to be our last service and stop in and share some memories and there's been a whole ton in jersey uh over the last maybe six or seven over the last six seven weeks that i actually had no idea existed in the first place which makes me a bad local beer drinker um but there's been so much choice out there for the last couple of years that you know these small places that have been able to serve just a local town and a local community that are that are going out um i'm wondering what kind of loss that's going to bring to an overall beer scene um in the new year and 
you know, how many cool breweries we might've had the chance to, or I might've had the chance to, to visit had I you know, been able to get out more, but um, yeah. Don, was there, sorry, Andy, you just unmuted. Oh yeah. Just the, you know, the Brewers Association just put out its, you know, sort of numbers for 2023 and they're not fully complete, but just yeah. looking at them now, you know, they're looking at, you know, we still had, you know, while we had 385 closings that they noted, you know, we're still up on the year in terms of number of breweries because we had 420 that opened. Um, and, you know, this is, you know, we're kind of getting back to how this was, you know, 10, 15 years ago when we had about, you know, this is back in the days when you had maybe 1,500 or 2,000 breweries and you had 50 new ones open a year and 50 new ones close a year. Breweries, just like restaurants or small businesses, close for a whole host of reasons. They have, you know, disputes between partners. Um, They have a catastrophic, you know, failure, you know, whether it's a fire or or flood damage or something like that. Um, Or they just, you know, they just have a dispute among partners, whatever it might be, uh, in addition to- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're seeing a lot of retirement as well. And that, yeah. that makes sense as well. And you know, frankly, places aren't selling to other people so much now as you know, you can open your own space, take over somebody else's existing business. So you know, I don't, I don't think it's as dire as you know. We see all these headlines, and we're just not used to them. But we're kind of getting back to how things used to be. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Um, so. Over the course of 2023, I imagine all of you had, and I know speaking with most of you, um, have had interesting conversations with interesting people in and around the beer space. What's something from your reporting, from your conversations in the last year that stuck with you that you'd like folks to bring into, I don't know, a better beer consciousness or bring into their beer consciousness? John, you're not going to like my answer. <laughs> is it an answer or an opinion? Yeah, it's an answer. What's, I am your, what's your answer, seeing, Don? I am finally seeing people care about protein levels in in malt. That's just because you've added a couple of new mirrors to your no, house. <laughs> no, I've actually seen, uh, I've actually read and listened to a bunch of things, people talking about protein levels in malt that didn't come from me. Uh, so I'm excited about this. Uh, I think it's going to be, uh, um, the, as craft beer is adopting, uh, more lagers, making more lagers, I think it's going to be a more, um, important issue for brewers to understand and for the public to understand. Andy, that soy sauce flavor comes from somewhere, you know? Um, and, uh, and I think it's finally happening and you can probably tell from the inflection in my voice. I am genuinely very excited about this. This is the first time I've ever heard you talk about this subject. So I'm a little bit surprised. In yeah, 2023, we took a trip not. to Germany and we're in Bomberg and we're touring the Weirman facility. And everybody who's on this trip, we're excited, we're giddy. Uh, you know, we're seeing historic equipment and the air just deflated out of the room as Don started, as we all started drinking beers, as Don started talking about protein levels in malt. And it was just... Well, you could feel the you guys. I mean, it, it was awesome for me and our and our host. We're, we're right, just so, excited that something gets you gets you that excited, Don. So just just keep living that best life. We support you. Wireman won't accept barley that has more than ten and a half percent protein. I mean, come on. 
That is exciting stuff. I will, I will grant you that. I, my kids were just talking about that last night and I was like, guys, enough with the vitamin stuff and the protein levels. They're so into it. Anyways, uh, I'm the only one who cares about that. Please. Somebody else give their answer. Yeah. Sarah Jane, did, was there something that, that stuck with you in all of your conversations? Oh, you're on mute. Or she I'm so away. sorry. This is bound to happen at some point. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 you know, to actually echo uh, Don's point here, I've had some really great conversations about um, local malt production um, and kind of thoughtful malt sourcing. Um, you know, kind of more around the the Hudson Valley. Um, but I think um, one of my favorite conversations was actually with Jennifer Jordan um, talking about hop history. And, you know, she's done all this extensive research on like the hop growing culture um, in the Midwest and kind of like what it looked like in the 1800s. And she kind of told this like funny story, not funny story, but basically like in that time era, if like women hadn't found a husband yet, they would be like sent to go to a hop harvest. Um, and basically like in the hopes of like making a little extra money and finding a husband. Um, and I think that that story, that, that little snippet of information just kind of like stuck with me. I found it very charming. And like, there's part of me that wants to like write a whole like fiction book that gets turned into a movie about a woman who gets sent away as an old maid to, you know, go to a hop harvest and finds love. I don't know. Maybe I'm in like a Hallmark movie kind of <laughs> move here. Um, but I just think, uh, I was, I mean, I'm a sucker for any kind of like beer history, but I think as people continue to dig into this, you know, world and, and this history, I think that we're going to find fun little snippets and things like that, that will be, uh, that will continue to charm us. Yeah. Andy, what about you and, uh, your limited podcast runs and while well, you're keeping the all about beer site and the business running, I, I imagine you did a couple of interviews that, I did. Um, with you. Uh, I don't generally enjoy talking to beer people, so I try to avoid it as much as I can. Makes publisher of all about beer, everybody. It makes yeah. being a journalist a little difficult, but uh, you know, that's why I preferred opinion writing. Um, but yeah, you know, talking to folks, they are pretty uniformly scared. <laughs> frankly, that's that's where the, it's really the takeaway I got from a lot of folks uh, is that they are kind of for you know, despite. An economy that, depending on who you talk to, is seems to be doing very well in other respects. It's you know maybe not hitting the mark for some. Uh, a lot of folks, there's just a lot of unknown, and there's a lot of competition, and not you know access to market is is still a challenge. There's a lot of different issues that that folks are having, and you know the cost of goods you know coming and going. Um, but you know, frankly, there's still a lot of excitement. There's still a lot of passion, and I'm you're starting to see you know breweries you know, starting to do some more events and, and excited about that and taking some of this into their own hands. And, um, you know, this is where I will start the pitch for, for independent beer media as we have to do at some point here. Um, you know, this isn't really an NPR kind of a fundraiser, but, 
you know, we're trying to at All About Beer, we're trying to really get out there and and write about the exciting things that are happening in beer. So, you know, we would certainly welcome any support from from those in the community um, to tell the tell the stories that they have to tell. And I think that that's what I really am looking forward to redoubling my efforts towards in 2024 is is kind of getting out there and trying to dig past the the doom and gloom and to talk, you know, you know, more positively about the things that are that are folks are excited about. And I think, you know, along the lines of kind of what Don was talking about, lager is one of those things we've been talking about for, you know, 10 plus years, maybe longer. And it really does start to feel like its time has come. And specifically out of the oddest of of occurrences, it's Czech dark lager that seems to be really pushing through uh, that and and just pil- basic Pilsner. I have no idea why every brewery I go to has a Czech dark lager. Um, this is stuff that I've seen some folks talk about online, whether it's Doug Vilecki at, at uh, revolution or others, but man, I'm, I'm really kind of into these breweries that are trying to push their boundaries, maybe replacing their stouts and their porters, which really seem to have fallen off in favor with, you know, if somebody wants a dark beer option, they're kind of giving them this nice malty, pretty well balanced, uh, smooth drinking Czech dark lager. And, and I'm, I'm definitely here for it. Don't forget about the rise of dark mild as well. Dark mild, Exactly. Yeah. I was just at Trillium a couple of weeks ago and uh, they had a lovely 2.8% uh, mild, dark mild on cask. And so, you know, that's combining a whole bunch of stuff that I cannot imagine anybody besides myself is buying. But, you know, maybe maybe that, that'll be the case. So I'm I'm excited for it. I, if I was there, I would have bought one with you, Andy. So I would also two have. Pints. Three pints. They would have sold all, all of us. Would have drank oh, we would have killed the cask. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, we would have. And. Um, out of your conversation, I know Andy was talking about people being scared and 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 sadness, and I know you come up against some of that. But I I feel like there's usually positivity around the content that you're doing, and you know through pints and panels, and um, you know, working with breweries that see value in working with artists and uh, want to support those 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 types of things. Um, what what did you take away from last year? What were the what was something that stuck with you? I I I think I was I was just going through all the if that, if that's that a fair assumption, for the year. Assumption, no, by the way, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of Pines and Panels and myself's like core brand. If I have brand tenants, is positivity. You know, I mean, there's a lot of bad things in beer, but there, damn, there are a lot of great things in beer. Um, I think one of my favorite conversations that we had this year was with Dr. Ron Beaton talking about New Zealand hops. I mean, they're changing the game in terms of flavor and what they can do down there. And it's just really like, that's cool. Like, it makes me realize that, you know, maybe people are scared about closings and other stuff, but dang, there's a lot of evolution still going on. And there's a lot of cool things coming out of interesting places that aren't, you know, the American craft beer scene. Um, I spent a fair amount, not a fair amount, that's silly Say. You took uh, up residency in South America. This I year. went. To, I've gone to <laughs> South America a couple times, and their craft beer scene and what the evolution and the experimentation is—it's like going back in. T- it feels like America 2013, and it's and the beer's really, really good, and I really like and like Katharina Sauer's. Like I don't know why that in America hasn't caught on. It's essentially an imperial Berliner Weiss with fresh fruit. And that seems didn't didn't John Wakefield make that back in 2011? Isn't that a Florida I mean, vice? Um, 
he probably didn't you i mean katharina sowers would use like brazilian fresh you know they have i I judged the category and they're like this is this fruit and i'm like i don't never have heard of that (laughs) in my entire life and they would bring it out and we could try it and that was really cool so i learned a lot about like brazilian fresh fruit I, but table tableside fruit service at beer judging is yeah uh, i know come on down I'm to brazil in the wrong competition um but you know spending time in uh it gave me it gave me the positivity like going to chile and trying brewed ipas brewed in chile uh their love of amber ales man did the chileans fucking love amber ales it's like that's cool don't move I, to colorado uh, it's just, it's fun. It's nice. I'm excited. It's exciting to see, um, and also drink craft beers outside of America. Um, every time I travel, I try to have a New England IPA because I'm a New Englander and I'm very proud of having a contribution, contribution to beer. And so going to other places and then going to Chile and being like, give me all your hazies. And they were all quite good and they're very popular down there too so sergeant i want to bring you in on this because i know your other job um uh your day job you're you're out and you're sort of keeping your finger on the pulse of what drinkers are actually looking for not necessarily even in the beer space but 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 beyond and what do you see as on the horizon right now for what people who are visiting bars are looking to drink we're excited about drinking. So I, I will preface my answer for the listeners. Um, so my, my, my worldview as it is for, for beverage right now is in the scope of hotels. So I, I work on the Marriott uh, global beverage team. And so everybody who knows me knows how much I love hotel bars. So that's, <laughs> you, that's you, yeah. You do love a hotel. Bar. I love a hotel bar. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So and Don can attest hotel bartenders love me uh, <laughs> one day. And then the next day, for some reason, they don't. Right. That's so weird. Yeah. Anyways. There is, I mean, look, people will still, they will always consume, uh, you know, all the big brands, right? Like they're always going to, I mean, Michelob Ultra and I'm fresh off of reviewing a lot of numbers like Michelob Ultra is basically performing like Tito's right now. Right. Where if you were to Tito's is a vodka where like, if you were to add up all the sales of all the other vodkas, Tito's is outselling them by times 10. Right. Wow. So Michelob Ultra is, is kind of performing like that right now. So you do have a lot of people really paying attention to like, they do care about the calorie count. Um, and basically the drinking habits really vary depending on like what kind of brand somebody is staying at. Right. So the behaviors of somebody at a Ritz Carlton versus, you know, a four points or courtyard vary pretty drastically, but overall um, there's a huge rise in cocktail uh, consumption and also like cocktail knowledge and, and curiosity in general. Right. So you had, uh, the Netflix show Drink Masters uh, launch in 2022 with their first season. They're going to be doing another season. And I think with with things like that, you know, you're getting people more excited about this co- about this beverage category that has otherwise been fairly intimidating. Um, 
but I mean, the top sellers are still bourbon, tequila, espresso martinis, and then like low calorie, low calorie beer, Chardonnay and Cab Sav. Like those are the top, those are the top sellers right now. And you see some people get excited about local. Um, but I think it's hard from like a, a hotel guest perspective because local doesn't necessarily mean good and local also also yeah. means a risk, right? So if you're fresh off the airport and you've saddled up to a quartered bistro bar, like you, chances are you don't want to roll the dice on something local. Chances are you're like, I just want the beer that I know is going to taste good um, or the beer that is going to taste like the beer that I'm used to basically. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating, fascinating world and seltzers are still popular, but it's shifting, right? You've got people shifting more to high noon over white claw and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Or even the RTD cocktails. Yeah. The, the pre-mixed can stuff. Yeah. I mean, I just, I was just on a Delta flight and tip top RTD cocktails, the espresso martini and the old fashioned were both available for sale. And that was just yeah no it's dangerous those those bad boys go down like a little too easy but yeah the the as if as if like the air marshals didn't have enough to worry about now it's yeah (laughs) somebody having three pre-made cocktails uh yeah yeah, the guy next to me to uh with caffeine yeah had had he he had two or three espresso martini cans and they just like handed it to all three because I was well, I was in Comfort Plus and alcohol Ooh, was included. Comfort I know very Plus. well. It was yeah, cheaper than you. main cabin for some reason. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know. I don't make the rules. That's we, Delta. We, yeah, I'm telling you, it was cheaper. Must be nice to make all that artist. I know. Money. I know. Right. Yeah. That beer <laughs> education money is just it's. Oh, man. It's uh, I with my with my new washer dryer I just got. I'm just living the high <laughs> life. Um, But like. And that guy drained them like incredibly quickly. And I was like, I just looked at him and I was like, my li- like I can't have more than like one. I, that's why I like the the session. If we're going back to like things that we really like, the yeah. session ability of beer, where like I can have one, seven, two. Well, no, no two. Okay. Um, I'm a real lightweight. Um, I I couldn't even have probably like one of those espresso martini cans and they're like tiny. They look like they're like for m- like mice or something. Um, the little can. You, but. you end up actually getting like kind of like a cocktail and a quarter cocktail and a half with the serving size. So it's, it's a, it's a very generous serving size. It's it's economical. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's how you, it's how you beat the system at the Marriott bar is no, I don't want a fresh made one. Give me that. Give me that can from behind the counter there. Yeah. No. So it's, 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 it's fascinating to see, but I mean, I know when like seltzer started to be on the rise, there was, you know, kind of a little bit of a scurry, you know, you had some breweries making their seltzers, you had some breweries kind of breaking out about it. And like, it, they're not just going to get hit from seltzers. They're going to get hit from all angles. You've got cocktails coming back in a big way. You've got, you know, CBD and cannabis drinks. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things on the rise right now. So it's, um, it's, it's going to continue to be a challenge. But I think breweries are doing a good job at, especially in the NA space, new NA beers, hop uh, waters. Hop, hop, you know, I love that hop water. Although I've had a couple recently that were not that good. Kind of bummed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no names, but they were not great. Oh, um, come on. No, I'm not going to. No. 
Um, all right, you want to? Do you want to know who I? Yeah, I, did, I didn't. I'm curious. Like, I didn't like Revolutions. Okay, I'm drinking. I'm actually, I'm actually I drinking really, one yeah. right now. No, I really, I, I. It's so rough. Like I, I, Emma and I are I, gonna fight. I know we can fight. That's fine. <laughs> I don't like my chances, but we're gonna fight. That's. Uh, I'm scrappy. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I, I find I like when hop waters aren't hopped as aggressively as they seem to be nowadays. Uh, that, like. I, that's like totally Lagunit, that's like Lagunitas Hoppy Refresher, I think, is the perfect level of of hop flavor. Yes. They're a little Agreed. too hoppy. And it, we get Revolution. I also found Sierra Nevadas to be just a little too rough. And I, I actually like, really liked Sierra Nevadas. I was drinking that on a recent Florida trip. And poolside, it was just... Maybe I need to let them alternating sit? between that and postcard pills. It was it was excellent. No, I, th I think uh, that I think the thing that it, with postcard. with the hop waters, you know, we were at, this is I, there's maybe nothing more on brand for me than the next few sentences out of my mouth. But when Don and I were at Fobab, you know, in Chicago, surrounded by all these, you know, 15 percent imperial stout and barley wine bangers, um, I, you know, they thankfully had you know, a lager area and where I spent a lot of time drinking beer from gold goldfinger and other places, but rev, uh, also had its hop water. It's, you know, it's kind of an NA space where they were selling their, you know, debut in the hop water. So I spent a lot of time up there drinking the hop water because frankly drinking, you know, more, you know, I think Fobab is the world's greatest, like, you know, one ounce beer festival or less than one ounce beer festival. Cause that's about as much as you need of, of anything on that floor. So a break with the hop water and maybe it was having it in that environment where my palate was so shocked by everything else. But I think there's some value in having hop waters not, not be uniform in their flavor that some are going to be much hoppier than others. So it depends on your mood because for my palate, you know, I've really wanted some lower alcohol and non-alcohol options while still keeping me vaguely in this beer space, whether it's you know, aromatic or flavor. And frankly, you know, as much exploration as I've done of the NA space over the last several years, and I'm a huge proponent of it, so much of that beer to my palate is just not great uh, for a whole bunch of reasons. And I find it difficult to drink. And with the development and the, you know, sort of the more, the greater regularity and availability of hop water, I'm finding myself trending much more in that direction when I want something that's beer like, but without, and also you, it's no calories. And so yeah. I, you know, something that is just blasting some, the aromatics of hops in my, in my face is much more, in, uh, in, you know, I'm much more inclined to, to reach for that than I am for so many of these ho-hum, boring gold ales or, or what have you that we get in the NA space. So that's, that's my take on it. Perhaps I need to try them again. I don't mean to like single out. I just, I found them aggressive and maybe I need to, I always give, anytime I have something that I don't particularly like, I'll always give it another shot. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all about hop water. I mean, I wrote that hop water article for all about beer. And it I'll, did really well. Everybody should go and read that again or for the first time. And a lot of people said, Andy, what you said, where I don't, our brewers don't want to drink NA, but this is something that they drink. Yeah. And so this is something that we, and it's the no calories seltzers are really popular, like LaCroix, Polar. I mean, I'm a huge Polar household. Um, we go through a lot of it. It's so I'm a huge seltzer fan. So I'm a big Same. hot water yeah. fan. 
Um, the, yeah. The hop waters are less likely to kill you than the NA stuff. So there's that positive side of it too. <laughs> Pasteurization is key. Yeah. yeah. We will be talking so. about that in the next episode of the All About Beer podcast. Yeah. A little preview which, for which you aired, Which aired last week, if we're... If I'm talking, well, there we yes. go. look at you knowing the <laughs> schedule. Time. Yeah, okay. See, I, I don't know. I don't even know. What I, know I know these schedules. I keep I keep all of these shows on on time and on track, or at least I, I try. And to. we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Um, sure. So as we start to to, to wrap up, uh, I'm we're at the beginning of a new year and some people like to do resolutions of, you know, I'm going to going to be a better person or try to do something differently in the new year. And I'm wondering about beer resolutions that uh, all of you have for 2024. If you have one, Don, is it, it, it can't be learn more about malt protein because I think you know everything about it. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, um, I don't uh, typically do uh, resolutions in my own uh, personal life. Um, one thing that I did do in 2023, um, uh, in part because of Andy's prompting, uh, is I, I relaxed a bit on my, my, uh, madman pursuit of trying new beers all the time. Here oh, Andy took, Andy took the fun out of you. It's like the one I'm thing that gave you joy and Andy, well, I he's really, so, Don spent enough time with me this year that yes, I, I wore him yeah. down. On this, this no, is no, what I do uh, to people. Just ask uh, my wife. And I did. Uh, so I'm your have, business partner. Yeah. Yes, true. And to be clear, I still tasted. You know, I don't. I don't know what the number is, but like 1,300 new beers this year. Um, <laughs> um, but I also had, you know, like full cans of of beers and didn't take notes on them because it was a beer I'd had before and enjoyed that. Uh, you know, I had I had full pours of beer sitting next to Andy Crouch at, at Metropolitan because they, we had to, do, we had to pull his, yeah, me and the, the server had there. to pull teeth there to get him to do it. We had to cajole, <laughs> we had to embarrass. Cause yeah, he was trying to get his thimble didn't full know that of, beers came in 16 ounce Doppelbach yeah. and yeah, he was trying to order the Hellas by, you know, literally so can I get like one ounce of the Hellas? And I was just, Oh, why did I bring Don here? But I was so very proud of him when he started so drinking, we started being drinking like, Big kid, big kid, uh, half liters. Good job. You're going to continue that. that into the new year. Yes, exactly, and, and and perhaps perhaps even more of it. Nice. M, do you have a beer resolution for the new year? I'm I'm trying to think of one. I don't. I haven't thought of it to be honest. Okay. Do you want um, me to come back to you? Sure. Okay, Sarah Jane. So I have two. Um, mm-hmm. For my job, I typically travel a lot um, and I usually get sent to kind of random parts of the country, mostly fun parts of the country. Um, But I used to be really good about always seeking out a new craft brewery to check out while I was traveling. And this year I got really lazy about it. So I want to get back on and make sure that I am doing that. And then the second is I want to pick maybe one or two breweries every year that I would otherwise never be able to go to, but specifically plan a trip around that brewery. So for example, I've always wanted to go to scratch brewing company. Oh yeah. Um, Avid, Illinois. yeah. In yeah. Avid, Illinois. And I would never otherwise go to that region of Illinois. Um, but yes, I'm putting that manifestation out there that I will put together a little trip for myself to go to a scratch. Oh, brewing. I like that. 
I also, I want to, can I steal those? Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> resolutions? Those are both. I've always wanted to go to New Glarus. Oh, yeah. That I is my, like, that that's like, I think the top for me. Cleanest brewery I've ever been to, but it's um I'm I'm boycotting it until Dan Carey follows through with his promise of making a rauk beer. <laughs> this year's 2024 is going to be 2024 the year, is the year of New Glarus's rauk beer. <laughs> I know Dan listens to this. He's you know he's a he, he, he can he can guy. feel he can feel you know my eyes on the back of his head as I'm staring him down as he's planning a new recipe that's not rauk beer. Yeah, we can we can connect you with SJ. She's got all the numbers. She'll tell you that Ralph Beer is the new the new hot they, thing. They had four. They had four. So uh, many. Four We're going to get Doppelbach going first, at, uh, and then it's yeah. Treehouse. They had four four Ralph beers on yes. draft. Yeah, and th- those guys know how to make money. Yeah. Apparently, Mar- they had market share probably quadrupled to, yeah. to like not from sharing, not zero, zero, sharing one money, but zero, yeah. zero, four. Andy, yeah. do you have a resolution for twenty twenty four? I think SJ's point is well taken. Uh, you know. It, Traveling is something that has been more of a challenge in recent years for a whole host of reasons for, you know, on the personal side here with family and, yeah. you know, the little thing called the pandemic. And so I'm trying to get back to to that as well, because it's hard to get your hands around the, you know, this industry with 10,000 ish breweries, uh, just even in your home market, it's hard, to, it's hard to do that. And frankly, I spend a lot of time just down the road here at Notch Brewing, which brings me great joy. Uh, but I, I anybody who follows to... the all about beer Instagram knows how much time you spend there. It, 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 I have so much restraint in not put publishing everything every time I'm in there, but, uh, you know, so you should just be happy about that. I could turn that whole thing into just a, a Stan account for, uh, for, for Chris Loring and the folks over at notch, but, um, to follow up on that, I, you know, I'm just excited again for so much lager and I'm, I, I'm just this year, I'm, I'm looking to see, you know, try loggers from all over the place. You know, I'm this year, I think we're going to get down to, you know, at the Atlanta area and, and try to go to, you know, the little beers festival put on by good word. Yep. Um, and that's going to be fantastic. You know, there's, you know, notch brewing is going to be doing, I think we'll try to be involved with that as well. Notch brewing is doing a, a, a lager festival in the Boston area as well. So I'm really starting to see that take off more. And I want to try to try to promote that as, as much as I can um, and just try to get out there and try more craft beer. And I'm, I'm also, while I'm in these places, trying to drink some styles that I don't always drink. And that's sometimes hazy IPA, which I have to pull my own teeth to, to, to get yep. myself to do it. Um, but I'm just trying to try to just sort of experience these styles and, and drink something, you know, that's just outside of my own comfort zone. Cause I feel like in the last five or so years, we have all kind of siloed ourselves off into our respective safe zones. Um, and craft beer has kind of gotten a little stayed, a little stale, a little boring for that. And I think it's time to try to try to expand that out and, and, and support things like check dark lager or milds, or hopefully things that will probably sell a little better than that. I, I don't want to go so far as to say we're going to do that for smoke beer or rock beer. Uh, but you know, who knows? Maybe. Well, this also, this also week in Rauk the, beer, go, go to the website and buy a hat. Yeah, this week in Rauk beer is uh, the the strongest online beer community outside of barley wine, and I'm it I'm really super is. proud of that these days. So, um, hell yeah, suck it, barley wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sorry. man, we don't we don't need the Alex kid folks coming after us. That's not that's not no, what they, I need for 2024. They, they're like worse than the Swifties. You just don't want that kind of heat. <laughs> um. Honestly, one of the great privileges of this job is being able to spend time with all of you. So um, thank you for everything last year and everything that's to come this year. And 
for for being on the show and for for hanging out and sharing thoughts and this i i i look forward to this show um and hanging out with you with you all like this way as opposed to usually the other ways that we're hanging out so thanks for thanks for doing this thanks for being on the show i hope everybody has an amazing 2024 yeah that's that's the goal and we want to thank you, John. You you Aww. do so much to uh, to set up the Zoom call today. We're really proud of like that the two minutes you spent doing that. I don't need your sarcasm, man. And uh, and you, you're helming you're helming the operation. You're doing a, doing a great job on the editorial side. Great job with Drink Beer, Think Beer. You know, I think you were you the only uh, only podcast nominated and in two different sets of shores here. With oh the, yeah, uh, yeah. So the, the U.S. and the and the and the Brits. Yeah. Yeah, did you win anything? No, not in the Brits, but no, you know, okay. it's well, uh, next. There's always next year. That's true. That's that's the goal. Is uh, uh, is awards? That's the only reason. I, I really do this. that that and money are the only <laughs> right. two things that we're interested in. <laughs> right, exactly. But. It's uh, Patreon.com/slash All About Beer. But we want to thank you, and we also want to thank all the listeners and all the all the readers. Our you know, numbers were were up huge this year. We know that there is a market for this this type of work, and we're just going to only try to do better. And so we just want to we just want to thank you. And if you have ideas or or thoughts on how we can improve, um, you know, if you think Don should be gone or you know SJ should be in charge of everything, just let us know. Just get in touch. <laughs> yeah, podcast at allaboutbeer.com you, you realize if i lose my job co-hosting the all about beer podcast that i'm going to start my own podcast that will be exclusively about protein levels and malt and nobody wants that nobody wants that so so please don't wow this is me. the best kind of blackmail don yeah <laughs> fire me and i unleash the malt protein podcast yeah yeah it's a daily program that lasts for three and a half hours it's yes. um yeah, I can't I can't wait. Really no. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Thanks John. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. What would you like to see in 2024? What are breweries that you want to visit? What beers do you want to try and what styles would you like to see more of? Email me and tell me. It's John Hall. That's J-O-H-N-H-O-L-L at allaboutbeer.com. That's also how you can get in touch with questions, comments and guest suggestions. A reminder, go visit allaboutbeer.com. There you can check out the podcast page, the merch page, and read great new content as well as the archives going back to 1979. Don't forget, you can also follow All About Beer on social media at All About Beer. We're now on Blue Sky, of all things. And if you're interested in supporting journalism in the beer space, email us at info at allaboutbeer.com or go to patreon.com slash allaboutbeer. Speaking of that, here's a quick word from this episode's sponsor. It's the Best of Craft Beer Awards. Attention Brewers, registration is now open for the 2024 Best of Craft Beer Awards. Now in its 10th year, this is a BJCP-sanctioned event judged by fellow brewers, professional judges, and industry leaders. Judged in Oregon, it's the third largest professional brewing competition in North America, and it's also a chance to have your hard work evaluated and rewarded in addition to traditional styles new this year is the smoothie sour style category and the collaboration competition learn more and register your beers through january 31st 2024 by visiting bestofcraftbeerawards.com slash register that's again bestofcraftbeerawards.com slash register 
Don't forget, All About Beer has a podcast channel now. Search and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Steal This Beer has new episodes every Monday, and the BYO Nano podcast comes out on the 15th of every month. And don't forget, go to probrewer.com every week for original articles from the All About Beer team. As for this show, Nate Weber does the music, Jeff Quinn designed our logo, and I'm John Hall. New episodes release every Wednesday, and that's when I'm going to be back again to drink beer and to think beer.